This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning. Welcome to Resource Center, the show where we discuss the tools and techniques you need to be at the forefront of the ever-evolving world of business. This is Audrey Raj. Now on the show today, we're going to be talking about cross-border trade and the opportunities for Malaysian businesses in this space through e-commerce. Now, we are buying everything online these days, from mattresses to dollhouses and electronics to barbecue pits, and these goods are being shipped to us from around the world. So what's stopping Malaysian SMEs or micro SMEs or even the big guns, the giants of industry, from generating higher revenue and better opportunities via cross-border trade as well? Well, to talk to us about this, I have online with me today eBay Southeast Asia's Head of Cross-Border Business Development, Tam Yong Sheng. And he's going to talk to us about gaining access to a whole new world of customers, the potential segments for immediate growth, and the opportunities and challenges that await those who adopt the model. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me on the show, Audrey. Um, this is Yongshen. I'm from uh, eBay Southeast Asia. Uh, I head up the team for business development and seller growth. Um, so I think let me first introduce uh, eBay. I think many of you would know eBay. Um, we, we were founded like 1995, and that's like 25, 26 years ago. Um, really, many of us would know eBay as a you know, C2C used goods auction site. And yes, that is how eBay was founded. And then if I fast forward you know, 25, 26 years later in today's context, uh, eBay is one of the world's largest marketplace with a reach of over 190 countries. So... You know, uh, let me introduce this term called like cross-border trade. Like this is could be something new to you guys. Uh, essentially, here in Southeast Asia and in Malaysia itself, uh, our team really help businesses to get their business internationally, right? And really cross borders and uh, sell to, uh, to the global markets and as far as you know, United States, uh, Europe, and Australia. Uh, and of course, our team really aims to handhold and help as many businesses as possible to get uh, started with this journey. Um, Yongsheng, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. Now, I, I want to start with a broader view on e-commerce. How do you feel uh, it's helped shape the business environment and macroeconomy? Right. Um, well, that's a very good question because I think ultimately, um, you know, e-commerce has actually transformed the way I would say global commerce is done in a, in a huge way. Uh, if we actually look at you know pre-internet, uh, pre-e-commerce way, right? Um, you know, I would say global trade, um, cross-border trade is really reserved uh, for big corporations. Um, you know, small enterprises you know, really have no chance. You know, to you know essentially do really a big and global business. Um, and, and why that is so is really because um, to trade internationally, uh, you need you know to manage a fairly complex uh, supply chain. Uh, you need to you know, appoint distributors, in-market representatives um, to help you sell. And only large corporations have the financial muscle, means, resources, capacity to do so. Right? And m- many times in small businesses, um, we are kind of, you know, limited to our own country, our own state, you know, many times city or kampong, you know, if, if you, you would say it that way, right? Um, and I think in today's context, right, with the, you know, advent of uh, internet and the advent of e-commerce, um, small businesses today can easily get started, right? To sell to places as far as the United States, right? You know, as even as we speak, right? Uh, if 
uh, SME, you know, stepped forward today and, and asked me, hey, Yongshan, can I get started, right? I said, you know, just open up an account, um, put up your listing, you already can sell uh, globally, right? And I think really to bring it, you know, closer to home, right, in Malaysia, I think e-commerce has grown significantly. Um, it has created a lot of jobs, helps a lot of uh, SMEs. And I think the last I checked, uh, the Malaysian government right, reported that the gross value add of $121 billion, uh, in ringgit. Right, and that is actually growing at 8.4% year on year in 19. And then in 2020, um, it grew at a percentage of 20%. So I think all these numbers are actually pointing towards, I would say, the right direction in terms of um, helping our country grow, helping our macroeconomy grow. Yeah. Right. So how would you categorize Malaysia's progress uh, in the e-commerce industry? I mean, is, is there more uh, space for growth? Are we growing fast, fast enough? Yeah, okay. Um, I think, um, first of all, I think we really need to acknowledge and thank, I think, the government's emphasis, right? Because of that, uh, adoption of e-commerce in Malaysia is steadily picking up pace. Um, and I'll use some numbers here. I think uh, Statista reported this, right? In 2015, um, you know, e-commerce contributed to 1.1% in retail trade uh, for Malaysia. And in 2025, uh, it's projected to grow to about 5.4%, right? So I think from a you know inter- looking in perspective, we are growing good and well. And then now with uh, my digital and Malaysia digital economy blueprint launched earlier this year, uh, I expect this pace to continue. So I think that's good news. But as we actually look at you know Malaysia vis-a-vis the mature markets where uh, retail trade contributes 10, 20%, I think we still have some way to go. Um, that's um, lots of opportunities that a lot of our businesses um, can tap into. Right. Uh, Yongshen, um, where is the potential area for growth if Malaysia wants to continue developing its uh, cross-border trade to the global marketplace? Yeah. I think if we actually benchmark um, ourselves against, I would say, the big nations, um, in Malaysia itself, most of the goods that are sold on e-commerce remain small uh, and light in nature. Um, for instance, um, on eBay itself, we see our top growth categories from 19 to 20 being uh, electronics and health supplements. Um, that, you know, in comparison to the more uh, bigger and the more mature markets, uh, they are actually moving into heavy and bulky items, right? Things that you never thought would be able to transact on e-commerce before. Things like furniture, things like um, barbecue pits, um, things like uh, mattresses, right? Um, I think probably few um, of us actually have bought something like that uh, on, on e-commerce in Malaysia. So I think that's uh, one of the key, I would say, um, trend that, that that we can look at. Um, and I think that um, bodes very well um, for Malaysia because if we think about Malaysia's strength, uh, our own made in Malaysia products, uh, we always think about, you know, timber, rubber, and automotive. I think this three uh, resonates very strongly uh, to me, uh, and I think as we speak to uh, Malay- a lot of the Malaysian government agencies, these three are one of uh, in their top sectors as well. And the you know I would say you know good and bad thing. Of course, the bad thing is that a lot of um, you know these um, sectors are still fairly traditional in terms of the way they do trade. But I think from the on the flip side, um, there's actually a lot of more opportunities for um, you know for this. Uh, industries to grow and actually that actually goes in very well with how i think a lot of mature markets are doing uh, e-commerce right um so um let's uh, dive in a little in terms of like um automotive right um i think within malaysia itself um a lot of the local vehicles are, are locally assembled but actually 
at the same time, many of the parts are also manufactured for export and, and we are known for that. So actually with, um, you know, global e-commerce with a global platform um, like ours, um, they can easily, you know, get started and reach a global audience. Um, in comparison, say um, Malaysia's uh, population is like 32 million right now, right? Um, on eBay, uh, for example, it's, um, you know, we have an active bias of actually 187 uh, million. So I think that is the kind of opportunity that I think a lot of those relatively traditional sectors uh, can tap into. And um, I think by helping a lot of these key manufacturing industries move online, we should be able to move the needle uh, for exports. And I think that is the major opportunity that um, Malaysia, uh, you know, as an industry and as enterprises can together tap on. Mm. Um, okay, Yongshen, I know we've made moves in the right direction with the My Digital and Malaysia Digital Economy Blueprint. How do you think the initiatives outlined in these plans help accelerate the nation's growth in e-commerce? Yeah, I think for this, um, I will focus on one of the key trusts um, that was actually mentioned in the Malaysia Digital Economy Blueprint. Uh, specifically trust number two, which uh, mentions about post economic competitiveness through digitization. I think um, by focusing on one of these um, key trusts, um, I think with agencies like MDEC and Martrade, you know, focusing on that, uh, lending uh, actual assistance uh, to small and medium enterprises, I think that will uh, really help uh, a lot of the enterprises move towards uh, the right direction. So what I see is that um, COVID has really helped you know, change a lot of the mindsets um, of the small and medium enterprises in terms of actually going digital. Uh, I think in the past, we would um, safely say that when we talk to SMEs, many of them prefer taking a read and see approach. But I think in today's context, a lot of them have already the right mindset. I think with the government investing resources uh, for outreach and actual programs that help um, businesses, um, and of course, uh, the government agencies actually running webinars and uh, assistance, actual assistance programs to help them. Uh, we believe that more and more um, SMEs will be able to you know, benefit from this and move towards uh, adoption. All right, we're going to take a quick break right now. But when we come back, we discuss the challenges hindering Malaysian SMEs from taking their business online. All that and more coming up on Resource Centre. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. Breakfast for Masters, BFM 89.9. You are listening to Resource Centre. This is Audrey Raj. Online with me today, I have the Head of Cross-Border Business Development at eBay Southeast Asia, Tam Yong Sheng. And we are discussing the next big thing, cross-border trade. Now, uh, Yong Sheng, um, COVID-19 has caused uh, what some would call a tectonic shift in the way Malaysian consumers behave. So how do you see SMEs reacting to this shift in consumer behaviour here in our country? So um, like I mentioned earlier, I think a lot of the SMEs um, are now more ready. Um, they are more open to the idea. Um, they are no longer taking a wait-and-see approach. They are actually doing it. And I think the extreme um, situation of the actual lockdown, right, in MCO uh, 1, 2, and 3, uh, you know, from last year all the way to this year, I think that 
um, have, I would say, given a lot of businesses uh, no choice but to look at it. Um, I think from a transformation perspective, um, it is for the good of our economy, right? Um, and for our platform itself, um, we have seen um, a lot of SMEs sign up. And last year, we actually launched this uh, initiative called the Global 24-7 Program. So uh, many ask, right, this why... This is under eBay? Yeah, this is under eBay. Uh, many ask, like, why Global 24-7, right? So I think uh, we all know that uh, SMEs were not able to open for a period of time. And we, as a global platform, want them to stay, um, you know, open, like 24-7, uh, regardless of uh, whether there is a, a lockdown that's impacting them or not. Um, and in a period of three months that we uh, ran this uh, initiative, um, we saw a sign-up rate of actually over 2,000 SMEs. So I think that really goes to show uh, the readiness uh, of the SMEs um, if, you know, and uh, with the right amount of support actually provided by, um, I think, both government and also the private sector. Hmm. But what about um, those challenges when trying to take their business online? You know, maybe you can talk to us about uh, some of the issues or the challenges or even the red tape that's hindering Malaysian SMEs from taking their business online and, and also what can be done to address them. Yeah, I think, um, so I think first of all, I think many SMEs, um, they are so used to the more, more traditional form of actually uh, doing trade, right? either uh, brick and mortar uh, or like B2B, um, you know, having to even think about digitizing um, their products, like taking photos, writing up their product description, um, how do they price, right? I think a lot of these are actually new um, concepts uh, to them altogether. Um, and if we actually talk about, um, you know, exports, right, uh, that's actually also another level of uh, complication in terms of uh, being able to, you know, drive traffic or even uh, cater to global audiences. Um, and also one of the key things that, um, you know, a lot of us, one medium enterprises talk about is actually shipping and export documentations. Um, so I think that, um, you know, does sound quite daunting, um, but I, I would say that um, it's actually not that complex. It's many a times it's really more about, I would say a mindset change that, um, that the SMEs need to, need to have. and I really want to um, share an inspiration story here. Um, okay, you know, give us this, examples. Yeah. So I think this Uncle Peter, um, you know, we, we call him that. Um, he's age 65, uh, runs a brick and mortar uh, watch repair shop in Johor Bahru. So um, I remember my team member actually shared with me this um, story and I was like, um, are you sure this uh, uncle will be able to, you know, manage an online store and, and, and sell, sell international? Um, yeah, he, he said that, um, that definitely this, um, you know, uncle, it's uh, very forward looking, uh, always ever willing to learn. And that is his motto, right? And, you know, believe it or not, I think uh, now he's been on our platform for over a year and uh, he's selling to global markets in more than 190 countries, just sitting uh, in his brick and mortar store, right, in, in Johor Bahru. So I think um, on one hand, right, he has a very um, for, forward-looking uh, mindset, uh, motto, and I think coupled with um, our local account management team, right, um, to, to help him and guide him along the way with regards to how to, to you actually go about, um, you know, creating your online listings. I think that um, has also helped him uh, quite a fair bit. And, um, you know, we are really, really happy to, today that, um, 
I would say e-commerce actually contributes to more than 50% of its business. Nice. You know, um, Yongsheng, I think my biggest takeaway from our conversation today is just how limitless um, cross-border trade can be via e-commerce. Because, I mean, I just never imagined eBay or any uh, international digital marketplace to hold products from as small as watches all the way up to, like you mentioned earlier, you know, you're 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 saying that it's ripe for even the automotive industry to come in, right, and manufacturing as well. So, um, is there a role for industry in this? And looking at the the larger players, the the bigger players, is there a role for industry uh, in helping foster a more conducive e-commerce and uh, environment as well? I mean, does the industry have a role to play uh, looking at e-commerce moving forward? Yeah, um, definitely for sure. Um, and if if I bring it back to you know small businesses again, right? And I think those uh comprise of actually the, the bulk of our economy and uh, our bulk of our employment. Um, I think for these businesses uh, to be able to effectively go online, effectively go global, I think they definitely need um you know the support of a larger um, enterprises and platforms like like ours, like in the e-commerce industry. Um, and I think we are here to make their life easier, make their life more seamless. And how do we do so is really um, to use technology, right? To use technology to help them. And earlier we talked about uh, export documentations and shipping doc- uh, documentations. And to just, you know, give a more concrete example to illustrate the point, um, you know, exports is definitely not easy. The doc- documentation is complicated. And globally, as uh, customs, um, they are also making this more and more stringent as well because they want tighter controls on what kind of products are going to their country. Their country. Um, so what happened um, earlier this year, it's uh, global customs. They are actually mandating um, imported goods right, to actually have this um, thing called the HS code. So HS code is a four to eight digit code that uh, customs use to actually recognize uh, the product. So let's say if you're selling a watch um, to uh, overseas market, the customs don't, don't recognize it as a watch. They recognize it as a certain HS code. And what we uh, recognize is that um, a lot of the small businesses, they have no idea what you know their product's HS code is, right? So um, what we uh, developed was actually this uh, platform, a tool called um, Service Asia Parcel Shipping Solution, uh, CPASS for short. Um, and what it does is that um, it actually recommends um, using a smart recommendation engine uh, based on historical um, transactions and shipments um, to recommend to the small and medium enterprise like, hey, uh, say you are selling a watch, right? And based on our historical uh, shipments, um, this is the HS codes that you can use, right? So I think that actually makes, um, I would say something that would take the business maybe hours, right, to find out and be able to do um, to a matter of seconds. And I think um, to, you know, address the point earlier, I think there's a huge role that I think the industry can play um, to help, you know, e-commerce um, and, of course, the development of enterprises um, in a nation like ours. Right. And before I let you go, Yongsheng, um, do you have any advice for uh, business owners listening to us right now? Uh, how can they take the first step to getting their SME online, uh, enabling cross-border trade uh, via e-commerce? How would you guide them through those first steps? Yeah, um, I think my message to them really is, um, so 
technology advances have really reduced the barriers um, for them to do international cross-border trade. And I think now as uh, we move towards uh, reopening and recovery of our economy, uh, you know, higher vaccination rates, um, and it's an opportune time, right, for SMEs to look at a new uh, and sustainable ways to future-proof our business, right? And I think interested SMEs, um, you know, for sure they can hit me up for a chat. I'm always happy to discuss how they can tap on eBay. Uh, but of course, um, you know, earlier I talked about the Global 24-7 program that we ran last year, and that is still something that um, we are continuing to run. Um, and I think we are also moving uh, forward uh, with our next phase uh, of programs, and we are um, going to do um, more assistance programs um, circulating around some of the industries and sectors that uh, you know we believe that we can play into. Uh, earlier, I mentioned about furniture, automotive, and rubber. I think that will be um, you know just keep a lookout for that. Right, and how can they get in touch with you? Well, um, so my name is Yongshen. You can either link, look me up on LinkedIn. Um, the other way, uh, of, of course, um, just go to this uh, landing page that we have developed for the program, which is ebayforbusiness.com. Uh, Great. And thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us, Yongshen. Yeah, thank you. I've been speaking with eBay Southeast Asia's Head of Cross-Border Business Development, Tam Yongsheng. If you missed out on any part of this show, you can go look for the podcast on our website. That's bfm.my. You can also find all our podcasts on the BFM app that's available on the Apple App Store and on Google Play. I'll be back again with more on Resource Centre next week. But for now, this is Audrey Raj for Enterprise BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.